Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Papa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, we're approaching Christmas, and as we have uh, traditionally done for one year uh, until now, we are looking at uh, a Christmas Day TV BBC One special uh, by Noel Edmonds, and this year it's the 1988 uh, edition of what was called Christmas Morning with Noel at the time. I think it then mutated a few years down the line to Noel's Christmas presents. Mm. And then he stopped doing it on BBC One at some point for, you know, probably for political reasons um, within the BBC. Mm. The because of the fucking short-sighted cunts. It's always been a bit crotchety, hasn't it, the relationship between it really has, yeah. Noel and the, and the BBC. So it ended up on Sky You know, really, Noel should have point. just run the BBC. Like, he probably well, he, thinks that, and he's, you know... Do you not remember when he was on Newsnight that time and he said he was going to try and buy the BBC? Oh, no, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> that's probably diveable. He was going to buy it off the government. Yeah. Wow. I think I think that's a history box. Just yeah, that, just that, that one, one interview, on yeah. Yeah, we should do that. The year. thing is, though, what must have been um, frustrating for the BBC is that you look at, no, like these shows, I, I've got to say, I haven't finished this one yet. I would say the quality, it's more... It's sort of more boring than the one the one they did that we did in nineteen eighty five the nineteen eighty five one. For a start, they're up at the top of Telecom Tower, right? Yeah, and it's more chaotic. And yeah. Mike Smitty Smith plays more of a role, and he's like sort of always kind of bringing mayhem to things, isn't he? Yeah. And um, and this one's sort of slightly more formal. There's a lot of politicians in it. Um, there's they, it's, they've it's kind of the budget. What they've done it? is they've upped they've upped the do gooding, right? Because Noel, Noel's formula is do gooding plus mayhem, right? It's chaos, yeah, right. And in this one, I feel that the balance has gone more in favour of do gooding. So yeah, we're going to talk about it in this episode. I'm sure cancer kid in a helicopter, for example, lovely, yeah. <laughs> lovely, but quite boring. Do you know what I mean? A lovely sentiment. Yeah. But yeah. it's not entertaining to me. And that's nothing... Yeah. I've got nothing against, you know, kids with cancer going in helicopters. Great. Lovely thought. Mm. But it's not It's not like... It's not like watching It's a Knockout. Do you know what I mean? I mean, last year... Well, it's not last year because it was three years ago. They had people, they had people running year. up Telecom Tower in costumes, didn't they? Yeah. That was did. great. There was, there was the outside broadcaster to make Smithy Smith where he was... Uh, they were doing like three-legged races. They had that fella called Ice Boar who was trying to melt ice. <laughs> yeah, or he was trying to and break uh, out uh, of a uh, quite, quite a lot of the people were like sort of different villages, and quite a lot of people were pissed on Mold They were going wine. around the regions. And they were going around the regions. Doors. Yeah, people brought doors. So there was a lot of what they call in the um, in the TV industry, whack and zane. 
There was a lot of whack and zane <laughs> and a little bit of do-gooding threaded through it. Yeah. This time round, too much do-gooding, in my opinion. Well, it's... And also, yeah, it's, his it's, obsession with television firsts. Like, yeah. it's not always based on what would be entertaining to watch. The important thing is, is that no one's ever done it, and it's a technical feat. And he's, you know, every year he's on about that. And this year in particular, he's so proud and, and pleased with himself with the, the feats that he's achieved on this show. Mm-hmm. So. It's the it's the Mia Space Station link up this year, and I feel as though they've spunked most of the budget for the whole show on the Mia Space Station link up. Yeah, and that's why we've missed out on the other stuff that we had in '85, like the doors. Yeah. The, the, the live uh, outside broadcasts really brought a lot to it. Going around the regions is almost yeah. in, in some ways. I find the regions more interested, more interesting to me than space. Well, that sounds strange. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> but like, you're right. Sp- you could say space is one of the regions, but it's not really, is it? Yeah. The, the thing about the- space is people are interested in it for understandable reasons, but you've got to admit, yeah. not much goes on up there. See what not I mean? A lot. They're getting mixed up because they're thinking maybe they're, they're confusing like the Star Wars films, yeah. for example, yeah. with loads real going life. On. Yeah, because there's the, loads going on in Star Wars. Non-stop fucking mayhem, innit? And Star Trek. And- yeah. There's sexy the women others. in Star Trek. The, yeah. But it's not in the Mia Space Station. You go up to space in real life, any footage I've ever seen of space in real life, it's fucking boring. Astronauts mm. are usually boring cunts. I mean, yeah. no offence to astronauts, right? But to be an astronaut, you have got to be, first of all, an absolute egghead, right? You've got yeah. to be a bit of a geek. You've got to be a science geek. Yeah. You've also really you've got to be one of those guys like top-level elite athletes who are so focused and committed to their profession that they don't have room to sort of cultivate much mm-hmm. of a, a fun, bantankerous personality outside of that. You know, yeah. you know, like the, um, the Tim Henmans or Stephen Hendrys of this world, elite sports people who have devoted so much to training themselves. You know, what's his name? Murray. <clears throat> You know, yeah. they don't really have a personality. And uh-huh. and astronauts can be like that. I mean, not Buzz Aldrin, yeah. who you know I met and didn't get on with that well, but he yeah. was, he had a personality. It was just not one that I took to. What, what, yeah. But he also punched that fella that time, didn't he? Yeah, he but that, that, that I mean, Landers. that was, that was good. the guy, it was quite good. But after I met, I sort of thought, yeah, it's quite good. But sometimes you hear about people punching people, you think, ha ha, that, that's a laugh. But then when you realise the person who did the punch is actually a bit of a cunt, you sort of think, yeah. oh, he didn't punch him because he'd been driven to the edge and is a reasonable man but had to just take action. He punched him because he's yeah. the sort of bloke who probably punches loads of people because he's a cunt. I mean, yeah. it's like when you heard about, what's his name, Clarkson punched the runner for not bringing him hot food, right? Mm, hot food, yeah. And there were some people who were like, <laughs> There were some people who were like, well, you can just imagine some runner who's a bit up himself being like, well, this is all you fucking got. And he fucking deserves a dick, right? And I'm I'm listening mm. to that thing, well, maybe. But then, you know, it's Clarkson. You think, yeah, but Clarkson's just a cunt. So whoever he punches mm. in any circumstances, you, you have to assume they were mm. being a cunt. Oh, he punched Piers Morgan that time. That's all right. Well, that one's a very difficult one. I don't even want to enter into that because that's a very difficult moral maze for any of us to negotiate. So let's <laughs> Is just that one for Radio 4's moral. Let's maze, just leave that well. Like, let's leave fucking Michael yeah. Burke to deal with that one because that is yeah, way above yeah. our pay grade. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pro Aldrin. I think perhaps you're just tainted by your own personal experience. Yeah, right? well, I am. 
I am. Yeah. I met him, and I didn't like. I mean, you know, and that's happened with lots of other people who I've met who I pre- gone to the moon previously. I've liked, <laughs> and then you meet him, you think, <laughs> the like, I'm not sure about this cunt. Never meet your heroes, Sam. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Yeah. Would you say Buzz Aldrin was a hero before he, he you met was, him? He was until I met him, and he slagged my shoes off. And I'm like, that's which from you turned up fucking dressed like Liberace, you mental cunt. <laughs> well, he's a fucking Buzz Aldrin. He can. He can do what he wants. He was covered in fucking medals and jewels. I said, what's all <laughs> yeah. this about then? Fucking, you're slagging off my shoes no reason. I just given a... I introduced him on stage. I gave him the most wonderful fucking intro. Mm. I was blowing so much smoke up his ass, and all he had to say was, what's going on with the shoes? Said, mate, these are my fucking wedding shoes. I got married in these. Why? Well, what about your fucking shoes? They're a load of shit as well. And what are you wearing that fucking big... Fuck ju- you, I'm Buzz Aldrin. What are you wearing a fucking brooch for, you soft bastard? Hey, man, come back to me when you've been the second man on the moon. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I think you can go around saying that. Um, I mean, that... that- you're right. he, he was the lucky. Astronauts. He was lucky. He didn't try and get punchy with me because I was fucking ready to spark the cunt, and I would have done yeah. as well. And I'd have said, "Fucking hell, take that back to the moon, mate." He was lucky. Was I didn't. Ba- he was lucky. I didn't turn up with my stony on. Was that back in the days when you used to enjoy yourself a lot? Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty drunk. I don't think I was on yeah. the drugs, but I was pretty drunk. <laughs> but so was he. It was a party. <laughs> Even better. It was a party in a fucking aircraft hangar for real. <clears throat> Even better. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Astronauts do. They've got to be really good at maths and be a bit nerdy. Mm. And then that's why they send them into space so we don't have to listen to them, which was why I had a problem with that Tim Peake one. Oh, Tim Peake. It was Peak. the British one who, who fucking pretended to run a marathon in space. I had it up to here with that, that stuff. I've, I've, oh, I've, I mean, yeah. I slag him off on Twitter all the time, and yeah. I got loads of shit back from it from oh, yeah. astronaut fans. <laughs> well, who, who, do, you, do you know one, what? One of the phrases, <laughs> one of the phrases I was told was, "Who the fuck are you? He's an actual astronaut." <laughs> you should have said, you know, what you should have said, "So am I," and then you yeah. should have just insisted that you were an astronaut and you'd been to oh, space because that would yeah. have fucked with their heads really badly. No, you fucking haven't. I fucking have, mate. I've been to space plenty of times. In fact, here's a fucking picture of me in space. And then just send a really yeah, badly look. photoshopped picture of yourself in space. On Chewbacca's body. Yeah, I've just changed <laughs> me, me bio on Twitter to actual astronaut. So there you go, that's proof. Next question. You know um, you, what, you know that I got in trouble for space chat. I nearly got sacked off the BBC and I wasn't even fucking working for them. Well, that was one of those, that, you know, like how I always turn turn up for BBC Radio Force Today programme, no matter what. Of course. They, yeah. ran, they rang up and said, do you want to talk about, um, it was Sky at Night, it was either being cancelled or brought back. I can't remember, one of the two. One of the two. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll be there, don't worry. Right. <laughs> so then I've, I don't think I've ever fucking even watched Sky at Night. But I turned up to yeah, talk about I'll have it anyway. I the Wikipedia page on the, on the way <laughs> on in the, the car. way in the taxi. I assume you are sending me a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone, whatever, yeah, Sky at night. Fucking Patrick Moore. What a guy. And then our friend and erstwhile colleague, Dave Whitehouse, has tweeted me. He's obviously heard it. He's tweeted me and said, if you love space so much, why don't you marry it? Right. And I've got involved. Fair, fair in, comment, yeah. I've got involved. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was asking for it, wasn't I? So I can't, 
I can't blame him for saying that. So then I, we've had a bit of a back and forth. It's descended into fucking banter on Twitter. I've learnt my lesson. I would never do this now. This is quite a few years ago. And I wrote something about possibly Patrick Moore wanting to bum the moon. I can't remember. It was something yeah, about bumming the moon. I remember the story. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I was presenting on BBC London at the time, but only filling in for Robert Elms. I wasn't like on a contract, yeah. but I was doing it for a couple of weeks. The BBC complaints department gets so many complaints, they then go to the head of BBC London, say, look, oh. this bloke's on your fucking watch. The head of BBC London goes he's to... Go- he's gone rogue. They go to the agent and they go, Oi, can you tell Sam to tone it down on Twitter? He's talking about Patrick Moore bumming the moon. This is really bad. We've <laughs> had, I've had a slap on the wrist about this. And I've gone to the agent, listen... That's my fucking pro trail. I don't even work for the BBC. What are they going to do? Fucking sack me. Tell him to fuck off. So the agent sort of did, and I don't know, it soured the relationship. But the truth is of that is I just shouldn't have written anything about Patrick Moore or the moon on Twitter. No. No, exactly. It was silly. If Patrick Moore did bum the moon, it would be the dark side of the moon, wouldn't it? He, he, you know, he wouldn't do it in full view of the rest of us. It was just silly. Well, I guess that's where the bum of the moon is. The bum it's of the moon. Be, Round the back. Yeah, of course it is, because the face is the front. The we, face is the bit we see. I fucking hate that face as well, do you? Sorry. Smug I'm cunt. sorry for any fans of space. Moon, moon fans. Who have tuned in today and all we're doing is slagging <laughs> off astronauts, <laughs> space and the moon. I'm sorry. And I respect space fans. It's just for me, I've always had a problem with it. And the moon in particular, looking at us in that condescending way. Like, oh, yeah. never mind, earthlings. And I'm like... Fuck off. What have you got to be so fucking smug about up there in fucking space yeah. doing fuck all? You haven't even got any mates. The fucking times when it appears during the afternoon as well, like we're three in the afternoon. It's like, all right. All right, cunts. All right, cunts. All right, cunts. Here all I right. am. Bit yeah. early for you, innit, mate? Yeah, I was bored. <laughs> so I thought I'd come in early. Yeah, well, we're still fucking busy, mate. So why don't you fucking... Nothing on the telly up here. <laughs> why, why don't you make yourself fucking scarce because the sun's still out. And let me tell you, if it ever comes to a rap between you two, and let's face it, it's bound to sooner or later, the sun would fucking demolish you. It would yeah, fucking in, set in you ablaze. Yeah. <laughs> it would melt you, you cunt. And the moon's like, I'm not fucking flammable, though, am I? I'm rock. You can't bu- burn rock. I'll go, the sun will find a way, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's absolutely no competition at all between the sun and the moon. All the your sun, money would be on the sun. Of light and heat and energy. Yeah, the moon. The, the moon's just a fucking. What's it do? On. What's it do? Just fucking Fuck sits off. there staring at us. Um, I've heard people say it dictates the tides and also women's periods. I think that's bullshit. But even if that's true, it's like well, fucking leave off. A woman's body is her own. It's not for you exactly. to control. Yeah. Fucking nonce moon. Yeah. It's like these fucking abortion deniers. That's what it is. It's yeah. the same thing. It's exactly. like, listen, mate, that woman's body is her body and her decisions are her own. And why don't you fuck off? No surprises that the that the um, moon, by the way, is a white male. Exactly. Yeah. Says mm. it all. Says it all. What's this fucking thing with the tides as well? What's what's the big deal with that? Why doesn't it fucking Leave keep it alone? Why doesn't it keep its fucking why doesn't it keep its <laughs> snout out of our seas? Is <laughs> that the best you've got? Controlling the tides. And how can you prove you're controlling the tides? Uh, don't tides worry about tides. that. I'm fucking controlling them. No, yeah, no, fuck off. 
All right, if you're controlling the tides, tell us when the tide and the Isle of Wight round Shanklin's going out next. Probably around, oh, what day is it today? Yeah, just uh, probably around four-ish. Around four-ish. If you know, you know, just tell us. All right, four. All right, well, we'll all be fucking watching at four. I'll tell you this. The meteorologists or whatever they are, they can tell us when the tides are going to be going in and out. Mm. It's on the website. How do they know? Science. Science. The moon, not, no effect whatsoever. Not the moon just bullshitting us. Exactly. Like fucking Mystic Meg. Fucking cunt. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. I'm sick and tired of the moon. And I don't know how we got onto it, but I'm just, I'm glad that we've had the opportunity to, I know we've probably well, said was, all this about the moon before, but it's worth reminding people of, especially at this time of year, when the moon, it was is, wasn't it? the moon does get a little bit busier around this time as well, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a classic time for it to start coming out early. Yeah, it comes out early, gets goes all big for summer. It went really big on Sunday. In between and Christmas and New Year. smaller again. In between Christmas and New Year, it'll be like, all right, I'm out early again. What's going on? Celebrate. Yeah. Oh, what they're showing on Her Majesty's Secret Service on ITV? All right, let's fucking watch it. Amazing, Sit down isn't and it? watch that. The moon's the giving on, you mate. all that boring sort of, oh, it's like you don't know what day it is, do you? Oh, chocolate for breakfast. Oh, shut up, moon. You tedious cunt. Oh, Bring on the fucking oh, summer. We're oh, going to see you. Oh, I think I'm going to turn into a turkey sandwich at this rate. Fuck <laughs> off. Boring idiot. Get some new banter. <laughs> oh, we're just down to the orange creams now. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Is it too- been here four fucking days now. When are you going home? Is it too early for an after eight? Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up, Moon. Fucking prick.
You're just making it worse. Um, You're making a depressing time more depressing. Not like the sun. <laughs> when the sun comes out, we all get happy. Yeah. The sun's useless this time of year. The sun's it's like... Holiday. The sun's it's like... Australia. Fuck this. I'm, <laughs> I tell you what, I am fucking off. Because this is, for me, I'm, this is the worst time of year. Why? Well, because it's so dark. Yeah, but that's <laughs> your fault. Hey, don't blame it on me. I tell you, I'm fucking off. I fuck off to Australia every year. I go Australia, yeah. Weather's better. I come back. I come back round about May, June time. And then I can tolerate it just about. Yeah, nothing <laughs> doing round here for me. Fuck this. Absolute shit. All the lasses are wrapped up in their big coats. You don't see any tits, <laughs> nothing. I like it in summer. I'm, I've got a great view of all the all the lasses in Brazil on the beach in their bikinis and that. Thing is, I don't just belong to Britain. You can have me in the summer, but uh, there's the rest of the world to look after. So that's why I'm down Australia. Down Australia. We're having barbecues on the beach on Christmas Day. Absolutely Brilliant. great fun. They're, they're fun people. Do you know what? They're just <laughs> laid back. They whinge a lot less. I'll be honest. <laughs> they do whinge less. They're just happy, bright people. I don't know what it is. <coughs> but the I thing do, is, they're descended from your lot. I, I would, All the criminals. I would say what this, the- though. They love a drink down under. Oh, they do. They love a drink. Yeah, they've got a sight of them. They've got, and they, you know, when they've had one too many, then it's time to fucking maybe say goodnight and get home to your bed because they can yeah, go. That's when the moon comes out. Can go sideways. <laughs> I leave that shit to the moon. No, thank you. I'm not interested. <laughs> I want a peaceful life, me. <laughs> I go up in the morning. If, um, I go down in the evening. Regular as clockwork. That's me. <laughs> Sit there, emitting light and heat. And, and energy. Just, and minding your business. A lot of people nowadays go for the solar panels, I've noticed, <laughs> on their roofs. And I say, fair enough, but that's extra work for muggings here, isn't it? Now, on top of everything, on top of giving you suntans and keeping you warm, you want me to fucking energise your house, power your kettle. Fucking hell. <laughs> Do you reckon if Noel Edmonds could buy the moon... He would. Yeah, I reckon he's looked into it. He's thought about it, hasn't he? He would have definitely have investigated or pitched the BBC the idea of doing Christmas morning from the moon with Noel. Yeah, I reckon Noel's the Mia Space, Space, uh, Space Station was just a kind of a, a bit of research into that. Yeah. But we haven't even got to that bit yet. That's no. what he's promised us. Where um, are we anyway? Where did we get to? We're, we're at the bit where he says uh, there's going to be lots of laughs and the odd tear. Oh, yeah. So he's promising us a bit of misery... Well, it could be tears and Mis- joy, Misery know. porn. He says we're going to have Auntie's best bloomers coming up uh, and uh, the chance to move on some unwanted Christmas gifts. He says give us a call 018118055. Familiar number, that, he says, which, of course, is the multicoloured swap shop telephone number. Yeah, I, I assume younger. that. I didn't remember that. I just assume, oh, he's, yeah. he's being a bit self-referential. If you're slightly younger, it's the Saturday Superstore number as well. Might have been the the, the live and kicking number. Same I'm not number. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, why not? Same program, isn't it? Just rebadged yeah. it. No point. No point splashing out on new numbers. No, I didn't do stuff like that then. You couldn't get a new number. You started to fucking stick with your number that you had. Mm. That's your number. Deal with it. And if you moved out, you got a new one. Yeah. Um. So he says, we can't do Christmas dedications, but we can do Christmas swaps. Now that's weird, that, because the the fucking show later on seems to be wall-to-wall in dedications, but we'll come back to that. 
Um, so don't ring in, basically, saying if you want to dedicate something, it's just for swaps. And he says, uh, you probably don't remember Swap Shop. It was a very long time ago. Do you remember Swap Shop? Or was it before um, that time? Only, only vague memories of Swap Shop. Yeah. Like, for me, it was like, yeah, I remember Swap Shop a little bit, but I didn't really become sentient on Saturday mornings until Saturday Superstore kicked off. Yeah. I don't remember the Superstore element of Saturday Superstore all that much. It might have been there in the first season. Yeah, it was, it was a concept. It. it was a concept that yeah. in the first episode shop. or two, they were they were in a shop because Superstores were probably a big new thing that felt a bit American. Yeah. And they felt because of Swap Shop, they thought, oh, let's they keep some something. sort of... There has to be high concept. But in the end, you just think, do you know what? None of it matters. All it has to be is a bunch of kids and some hosts <laughs> in a chaotic studio and cartoons yeah. once in a while. And Chegwin on a beach somewhere. And you've got to have a, a phone a that's shaped in a fun way Yeah, that you get on the Maybe phone. Episode three probably came on Mike Reed at the beginning and just went, yeah, some bad news. The, uh, the shop's <laughs> burned down, so we're not going to be looking at that anymore. <laughs> anyway, don't, don't, don't worry. We've got um, Kajagoogoo on this week, and they're going to be taking your calls on this fucking <laughs> trim line phone. <laughs> Oh, one of them's going to have a phone shape like a banana. <laughs> but they're not even used. They don't even work, to be honest. Lemal, You'll find out about that in documentaries when you're older. Lemal has specifically asked for the hamburger-shaped phone, which, as we all know, is the best phone. Yeah, and of course, Lemal is bonkers. <laughs> the hamburger-shaped phone <clears throat> was pretty much the best thing in the 80s, yeah. if you could, like, when you watched American films, a lot of American kids had phones in their bedrooms, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah, we, I would just examine the we bedrooms of American teens. And mm. the the things, that they, they all had tellies. They all had mm. keyboards, like Yamaha keyboards. They obviously mm. had computers like Commodore 64. Um, they had phones shaped like burgers and the other thing that I really liked that a lot of them had was Mickey Mouse alarm clock. That was something I really aspired oh, to. Oh, yeah. They were miles ahead of us. Yeah. Stupid country. <laughs> what did we um, have? We had a tatty old fucking blanket and a, some torn out pages from Shoot magazine stuck yeah. to the wall with blue yeah. tack, if you were lucky, or sellotape if you weren't. <clears throat> and if you're really lucky, a record player that had been handed down from your dad. Yeah. You got a new one. Covered in dust. <laughs> Yeah, no matter no what you shit. did, you couldn't get the dust out of the speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, want this dusty record player and speakers? <laughs> if not, I'm chucking it. <laughs> if not, it's going in the river. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, fill, I'm filling a shopping trolley up with river stuff. <laughs> last Go chance. There later on. Last chance if you want any of my dusty electricals. <laughs> Ah, the 1980s when all large items went into the river. When you finished with them. Or the canal, depending on where you lived. <laughs> fucking free disposal yeah. unit. Come um, on, kids. We're going to the canal for a big dump. <laughs> now you, smallest kid, go and nick an extra trolley out of Safeway's car park because we've got more than I expected. So he's um, <clears throat> he says you don't remember Swap Shop. It was a very long time ago, and then it cuts away to a clip of um, Swap Shop, and the kid who's ringing in to do a swap is called Warren Barton. Yeah, it's got to be and Warren it turns Barton. Out, subsequently, that it was indeed 
the Warren Barton who went on to play for Wimbledon. But this was 1988, so England. Warren Barton presumably was right at the very beginning of his footballing career and well, not this famous. Is the thing. This is the thing. I've, I've done my research, mm. and it's 1988. At that stage, Warren Barton was only 19, and he still hadn't made a professional football appearance. Right. So they put Warren Barton on this show, not knowing that he was soon to become famous Warren Barton. He was just regular Warren Barton back then. That's what makes it so weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Out of all of the calls they could have put on that had been on Swap Shop. And Warren Barton is offering a Scale Extrix 300. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and he wants, I forgot what he said he wants, but Noel mishears it as two women in a BMW. Which, of course, is not something that a small child would have wanted. Maybe the BMW, perhaps. Because this will have been about 1981, probably, and Warren Barton will have just been 12. Um, so you might have wanted two women. It depends. But it's ambitious for a 12-year-old, let's just put it that way. And a BMW. Yeah, but he was but thinking big. No wonder he went on to win England, Cat, because this say, was a lad who was thinking of- big. Yeah, it's the kind of personal drive you need yeah, to, to get to the very top. He did go so, to the top. He very nearly won the league with Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah. So perhaps it was it was what he offered or wanted two women in a BMW. But yeah, weird. Warren Barton, no mention of Funny you should say that because this is something uh, this is something of a late motif throughout this show. Because later on mm. in the show, not to jump too far ahead, someone genuinely does get on the blower. And we'll cover this more in more detail in a future episode because <laughs> it's quite a big thing. Someone gets on a blower, a, a right fucking wide boy with loads of chat comes on and starts trying to fuck with Noel, <laughs> yeah. which Noel doesn't like. And he asks for a Ferrari driven by Linda Lusardi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite weird that but like yeah. he's already said earlier, you want a BMW with two girls or two women? Yeah. And he goes, uh, and another bloke says, yeah, I want a Ferrari driven by Linda Lissardi, which gets mentioned quite a lot. And in the same call, I don't know if you notice this, they also say, after all this chat about Linda Lissardi and a Ferrari, he goes, oh, anyway, before you go, is there anyone you want to say hello to? Because I know you're working on Christmas Day. I think it was a fireman. And he just goes, yeah, yeah the wife and kids. <laughs> he yeah, goes, it does. if the wife's watching. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I hope she isn't. You've got on. You're not there on Christmas Day, but you have found the time to call up fucking Noel Edmonds on live TV, and all you're talking yeah. about is a, your favourite Page Three model and how much you want to get <laughs> off with her. It's 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 actually the fella who's he's on the swaps board listed as Les Dallison, but when oh, yeah. he comes on the line, he says his name's Les Dawson. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he's a he's, fireman. He's and, fucking and around Noel's, big style with um with uh Noel, isn't yeah. he? I think that him, and there's another guy who comes on later on where he gets his name wrong. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're plants. I don't think they're members of the public. What, do you think he, because Noel wants there to be some f- fun? I want these, I don't want boring yeah. punters. I want someone yeah. fun. I want someone cheeky. I want somebody who's going to bring a little frisson of chaos. Well, yeah. we can't account for that. Well, fucking make one then, you, you useless look- cunts. When you look at some of the people and some of the stuff that's on the swaps board, the first time we see it, I think they're there just to provide a bit of colour, just in case no cunt rings in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, because I mean? it's too comedic as well. Like yeah. someone said, and Noel's got loads of gags ready. Like someone wants to swap their leather filofax, and Noel says he wants to swap his leather yeah. filofax. His yuppie days are over. Yeah, and I yeah. absolutely loved that bit because it was so perfectly of its time. 
Like, yeah. you know, like you look back and you think, how real was that? So people will laugh about the 80s and go, huh, file faxes, yuppies. But you think, yeah. is that just something that we've developed in hindsight and make out that was the culture when it wasn't? <laughs> but no making that joke about a file fax, I'm like, yeah, brilliant. Couldn't be better. He's no, riding the zeitgeist. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, and what would he like in return? Anything. He literally, and I think these, yeah. these cunts are mad. He's gone, I'll swap fucking anything. Yeah. I will swap yeah. anything for my Filofax. It, that's why it must be yeah. a plant, because a leather Filofax think, is not cheap. I think he might be a fireman because he, he quotes the, the green watch of the fire station that he works oh, for. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? But I think he's Les, Les Dawson's probably an assumed name. It'd be like a mate of someone who works on the show mm. and he's rang up. They've got him to ring up because he says. He says hello to the wife and kids. And then do you hear what he says after that? What? Like, as Noel's talking over him. You just hear him go, oh, sickening, isn't it? Yeah, he does say that. But then Noel, <laughs> Noel comforts him goes, no, it's absolutely lovely. It's Yeah, exactly. It's Christmas Day. It's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to the swap board. I mean, um, Noel does have warmth. Whether or not that is something that he has learned to fake, like, you know, like mm. a sociopath can, like, <laughs> yeah. look... At how humans behave and this just mi- humans do it. and yeah, just yeah. mimic it, or whether it's real, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm we'll not. Know. I'm not going to say. Oh, he's not really like that because you know he. The warmth is what gets him a long way. It's what he's all about, mm. really. The jumper, mm. the beard, the cancer kid on a helicopter. At yeah. the heart of all of it has to be this sort of humanity for Noel, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what it is. Well, we'll get to the, the, the helicopter kid, and uh, we still haven't got the tiny Gavin, but we'll get to him as well next time. <laughs> um, plenty to get through uh, in this odyssey. Uh, yeah, more in a few days. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.